Praise the Lord. We thank God for beautiful spiritual songs. We give God the praise. Amen. And it has been done because of the cross. Hallelujah. Would you like to turn your Bibles with me quickly to Luke chapter 2? Chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Quickly, please. Luke chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Now it came to pass that when we was praying in a certain place, when he seized that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name or your name your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is being done in heaven amen thank you father for the word of god and thank you jesus for your voice to us also this morning we ask that utterance be given to us we ask that we be edified and be strengthened with might in the inner man. We ask that, O oh God, your word will perform the duties of your might in our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the answered prayer in Jesus' name. And everyone said, I don't think I heard everyone say so. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Praise the Lord. Now listen to this. It is the title of my message is Let thy kingdom come and your will be done on earth. Amen. There are some significant statements that were provoked by the apostles or people who came in the way of Jesus Christ, for which reason, because of some of the things they said, Jesus went further to explain. In answering them, he went further to explain what is crucial. And one of the things that we are going to be hearing within this short moment of time is that the will of God must be done on earth. Let your kingdom come. Praise the Lord. Let your kingdom come. The Bible says Jesus had gone to the usual place that he does. And as he was praying, the disciples were looking for him. And when they couldn't find him, they went to some of the places that was possible they would find him. And so they went and they found Jesus kneeling and praying. They were very patient, waiting. The only thing the Bible didn't talk about was how long they waited. But they waited for Jesus. Amen. And when Jesus had finished, 
Then they said, teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples. The question that I'm raising right now is, what must have stirred their hearts to say, we want to pray. So teach us, we have seen you pray. How is this supposed to be done? Bless the Lord. Brethren, this is very essential for us. Teach us how to pray. Jesus said, I will teach you. Firstly, acknowledge the Father. Many people are praying, but not according to as Jesus has said. The Bible said, he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father. There is no prayer without acknowledging the Father. We are living in an era where we have been taught to pray and pray without ceasing. And so sometimes we get up and we start praying. But you must know that there is no prayer except the prayer is going to the Father. Hallelujah. The Father is alive. The Father has ears. The Father wants to hear sons and daughters. I believe with all my heart that the saints, after taking some time, they were not bothered about how long it was taking. They were only patient. They were watching and observing. Did you notice they didn't interfere? They waited patiently. And they were stirred up. And they got to know that it is good to pray. So when he finished, they went to him and said, Lord, one of them spoke on their behalf. Lord, teach us how to pray. I don't know about your prayer life. But I charge you in the name of the Lord. There should be a revival in your soul this morning. Even to pray. Hallelujah. Teach us how to pray. And the Lord did not say so many things. He said, when you come to pray, your first thing is to know that you are talking to God. You know something? You can easily switch to prayer without acknowledging the Father. And I think we do it very often. But it must change from this moment. If I am talking and God is not the one I am talking to, I have a big issue. So let's see how Jesus brought our attention to the matter. It's so simple. He said, when you pray, when you pray, say our Father. And every child of God who is here this morning, you, because you are a child, 
God is your father. Where you can say, my father. You see, when statements are made by Jesus, or statements are made in the word of the Lord, it should never be taken for granted. Do you know that many religions are praying? Are you listening to me? But they have not been given with the mandate to call God their Father. At the cross when Mama and Ko sang, it gave us the access to the Father that we can address God as our Father. Jesus was the only one who said, my father. And even at the time that he said so, he had problems. You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jewish people said, who does he think he is to call God his father? They were very upset You can address God as God, but why do you make him so close and say, my father, child of God, I want you to know that we have been gotten into a relationship that is precious. And we should take advantage of it. Shout a big amen. We should take advantage of it. You know, I'm forever grateful to the Lord. I am forever grateful to the Lord for the fact that sometimes when I find myself even in the plane in any kind of gathering the first thing that excites my heart and I may speak to myself and say Lord I thank you that if nobody here is like me I'm your son. And I'm in the midst of these people. I say those things in my heart. You know why? It would have been impossible for you to call God your father. You would have been finished. But Jesus said, when you come to pray, say our father. Blessed be the name of Jesus. I want to stir your heart up to pray. I want to stir your heart up to know the things that you ought to pray in prayer. The things you should be asking for. And let me tell you something. When God sees that the connection is such that you call him your father and he sees you as a son, you become an apple of his eye. And there is nothing under the sun that can come and strike you down. Because as they do, they'll be touching the eye of the Lord. I bless the Lord. Would you rejoice that you are a child of God, born by blood, and understand the mystery that God is your Father? You see, when you get that revelation, it is so very easy... If I were to ask how many of us this morning, truly, 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 our prayer lives have gone down, I know we will have quite a number. So I won't ask. But I only came to say after here, your prayer life must mount up. 
If you have the confidence in you, mama, and you come and say, my father, that alone can stir you up in the Holy Ghost. And it will be easier for you to begin to dialogue matters with the Lord. Have you noticed that our prayers have become very mechanical? Because Jesus didn't want the disciples to have their, their prayers becoming so methodical. You know, in the olden days in the Bible, quickly before I come, in the olden days in the Bible, when the people came to talk to the Lord, it was ceremonies. There was a way the priest ought to walk. A garment he had to put on. An incense he had to burn. And even with that, very careful. But when the middle wall of petition was broken by the Son of God, it was placed on us, sons. And we can call God Abba Father. Even as we are hearing the word of God, you can connect to him right now and say, Abba Father. Praise the Lord. It makes prayer very easy. It makes you become very, it makes you become uncomfortable when you haven't gone before the Father, when you haven't said anything to Him. Maybe the curse of this life rolled you in such a way that you were in the bed and you were overtaken by sleep and you got up and you say, you see, the rituals will just tell you yeah, I haven't prayed. So, Lord, I'm May it never be. Even in the car, my Father. Hallelujah. When a child of God begins to understand his position by the blood and the sacrifice made by Jesus and to address the Father this way, I want you to understand your prayer, the fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Your prayer life will position you in a manner that God will be praised. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, when you come to pray, don't act as a foreigner. Don't act as somebody who is so far away. You know, how can anybody go to uh, uh, one of us and say, Father, when there is, have you seen anybody on the road who when he met you immediately say, my father? You will say, my father from where? You won't claim people because they are calling you fathers. In fact, sometimes, forgive me, sometimes some of our Christian brethren that have gone so wayward and they come around and they say, my father, I said, hold it. I beg you, don't start calling me father. When was the last time I saw you? But I must be honest with people. Praise the Lord. But Jesus is saying something tremendous. And I want you to know that with this thing, if you will carry it today, brethren, there is no way that your prayer can be restricted. My father. Then he will hear such a voice. I hear you son. Speak on.
You remember when the young man didn't even know and was lying there and God called Samuel, Samuel, Samuel and he didn't know. He responded quickly to his father and then he went and he came. He said, I haven't called you another time. I haven't called him. And when he got back that, that, that the third time, he said, when he called, he said, Father, speak thy servant here. Praise the Lord. May we connect strongly because the days are evil. When we connect, it will be easier to pray. Hallelujah. Isn't it true that most of us, our prayer lives have become weak? Be revived this morning in the name of Jesus. Because the Father has been waiting. It doesn't take too much. Is it difficult to address him, Father? You know, let me tell you something. The minute that rises out of you, you get up early in the morning or in the afternoon or wherever you are, you get up and all of a sudden you, there's a stirring in your heart and you take your time. Let me tell you, God is so big and so great that I think we have to be very... I don't know how to put it, but we have to make sure that before we go to Him, our spirit, soul, and body are so alert. So as soon as you are ready to say, My Father, it rises like us, it rises up like incense that is burning Ooh, to the heavens. And then He will say, Yes, son. Yes, daughter. And at that time, when you lift up, you say, Lord. Can't you see what is going on? He will say, I have seen it. But it's for my glory. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, when you come to pray. If Jesus instructed those people, he's instructing us. Hallelujah. When you come to pray, say, our Father. Now let's go to the content of the prayer. And it's something that is really challenging my heart. The Bible said, My Father in heaven. Of course, it is the heavens that rules in the affairs of men. Hallelujah. The heavens control everything on the earth. My Father in heaven. So sometimes you can just say, My heavenly Father, the God of all glory, in fact, when you begin to do some of these things, the Holy Ghost will give you the supply. Praise the Lord. Are you listening? Probably some of you have not been very conscious of the supply that come. But I want you to say, when you begin to do it very much, the Holy Ghost will now begin to say, I will show you more things. The God of all glory, the Father we seated up. And you say, son, I hear you. Daughter, I hear you. And then you begin to dialogue. But then he said, let's go further. He said that, hallowed be your name. Bless the Lord in all the earth. Tell him that he's wonderful. Tell him that he's great. Tell him that there is none like him. When I read about the people of old, I saw that they were mighty men because they acknowledged God. Are you listening to this? The, the acknowledgement of God brought them enough miracle. 
That's why God gets very angry when men don't recognize him and take their own matters and begin to handle it. Just go to God. There is nothing impossible with God for he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above. What you can imagine or even think of. That is the great God. Hallelujah! So the Bible says, Hallowed be your name. Now, the matter that we want to have a look at it critically here is the third part of it, which says that your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Ha! Ah, I observe that as far as Jesus is concerned, you and I must enforce that the kingdom of God happens. What did I say? You and I must enforce that the kingdom of God happens. You know why? Because there is an enemy who has taken our heritage. Most of you who have been born again and know the word of God, you know already that when Satan was casted, was cast into the earth, the Bible says that God... Uh, there, was, there was a big shout to say, Oh my God, trouble on earth. For Satan has come down. That's why, for those of you who are not here on Wednesday, Thursday, that's why now we are struggling in our hearts. And we explain that you are born again, alright, the Lord lives in you, but we still have an issue. And we learned how to keep Satan out. And it is also because we are here. But the Bible said, let your kingdom come. Ah. Do you know that all of us who are born again must strictly live under the principles of the kingdom? Are you listening to me? Do you know that it was ascribed to those brethren who were in Babylon? Now listen to me carefully. Those of the brethren who were in Babylon, Daniel and his friends. It was told to them, and then also when you go to the book of Esther as well, they say that there is a group of people who don't bow and who don't do anything. Because they have a different kingdom. And I'm asking myself, it's about time everybody around us acknowledges that we have a kingdom. And we go by the kingdom rules. Praise the Lord! Why was Mordecai in trouble? Mordecai in trouble because he operated under the kingdom of God not under the kingdom of the Babylonians. Daniel was in trouble because he also operated under the kingdom of God because they said, how could you pray? Nobody should pray to any other God except the one that Nebuchadnezzar has manufactured. And then Daniel said, 
Does that sound right in your own head? Every time I go to him and I say, my father, and he's a living God, you want me to turn around and then bow to this image that I'm even older than? It will not happen. You know, the Bible says that they are God, they have a mouth, but they cannot speak. I bless Jesus. We have a God who speaks. We have a God who speaks. We have a God who speaks. Now, the Bible said, this Daniel man will say, please, don't bring that. It's because I don't like to make a public show. I've been praying in my room. But now that you want to know what I've been doing, I want you to know something. So the Bible says he went to the... uh, God is so wonderful. When they offered him the estate, after he has become one of the big people in the kingdom of Babylon, they made a mistake by giving him the house that was on the tower. That's the wisdom of God. God always goes ahead of men to do things. Shout hallelujah! You see, let's not be afraid. Everything that will take place, God has made provision already. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Sometimes you're reading Bible, you ask yourself, why? The man's house was on top of the hill. And God already made sure that he was on top of the hill because God knew that by all means something will happen that the hill will be needed. And so... He went to his house and said, Now, Obana Noko, Bele Samfrie, Bele Windwear, open everywhere, and then quickly the man lifted his eyes and hands and said, My father! A child of God, you have something you must enjoy. And so the Bible said, they came and called and said, Have you observed? We told nobody to pray, but this guy is praying. They took Daniel. They took him to where it would have been impossible to come out. But because he had addressed God his father, and he became the apple of God's eye. When they put, them, they put him inside, nothing happened. His enemies that put him inside, when they were put inside, something happened. May you call God our Father. Let's be excited in praying. Let's acknowledge that we haven't, you know, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about something beautiful. He said, you have come to a numerable number of companies. You have come to a place where angels are flowing. You have, you have come to the assembly of God. Praise the Lord, because God is our Father. If you are here today, and you came to church, but truly, truly, God is not your Father, He can become your father today. It is up to you to decide whether you want to come to him as your father or take him as your father. He is more than willing to take you on as his son. And so listen to me carefully. So when it is time for you to surrender and say, I want to make God as my father. Pastor, as you said, then you will rise and we will pray together. Hallelujah. And so the Bible said, 
let your kingdom come. Old King James will say. In the New King James he says, your kingdom come. Hallelujah. What is that? Let me tell you, brethren. I observe that God is so mindful, wanting all of his children to live in a way as if, not as if, live in a way as they operate by a different kingdom. Hello? There is a people in our kingdom whose kingdom is different from us. Because they don't take any rules from us. When you come to that point, no matter what happens, you know that you are covered. And your kingdom is greater than the kingdom of the earth. Let your kingdom come. Now let me tell you. One of the biggest issues that we are faced with is many people get up now. And do a lot of things without asking their father. Are you listening? Are you listening? Now, what happens is that because everything else shows that is the right way to go, it is always very easy for man to take steps. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 12. Would you like to read the scripture for me? One, two. No, 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 sorry. Proverbs 14, 12. 14, 12 and then we'll read 16, 25. One, two. Once again, one, two. Do you understand the scripture? Do you notice that it is so very easy to always take steps when you know that by all means it will lead me to where I want to go. True or false? Isn't it very common that you will not even go to God by saying, My Father. This thing that has come, what do you say about it? Anytime there's an opportunity that looks good, isn't it very easy to jump on it? Oh, you are not responding. No, no, I know the reason why you are not responding. Because you have taken every opportunity that came. Or it's not so. Or it's not so. Okay, it's good. Let me just keep preaching. Bible said, listen, when you study Bible and the Holy Spirit brings your attention to some things, it is very crucial you pay attention. All of us here this morning, all of us, my friend, 
Everyone sitting here. I can tell you that. Anytime you saw a way that seemed right in your eye, you took it. But the reason why we haven't become successful is because let your kingdom come. We did not stop to say, is this your kingdom? And so, the child of God that is going to be praying from here, may I humbly ask you that when the door even opens ajar and you see gold at the end, you know what you should do? Lord, I see a gold. Is this from the kingdom? I know everybody is quiet. Pastor, you are the only one who lives in a foreign land. Why should I waste my opportunity? But brethren, as the Lord was ministering to me, it became very clear that there have been too many interferences with our lives because we don't go to say, Our Father, let your kingdom come. I say to you today, please gather yourself up and be conscious of the fact that you live under a kingdom whose principles or which principles are different from the earth. Hallelujah. And therefore, you cannot see any opportunity and see. Let me tell you something some of these wonderful people did. When David has been mishandled and had been chased out of the place and then found himself on a desert in a cave and saw who was chasing him for which reason he ended up in the cage, came around and had nowhere else on this vast Desert place had nowhere else to go except in the very cage where the man he was looking for was lying. And when he got there, he fell asleep. Hey. When the servants of God who were with David saw his, they quoted the scripture. Today, your enemy has been handed to you. If you were David. Now I'm preaching. I know that you are hearing me nicely. But now that is coming close. You are King David. Would you say I'm King David? You know my name. I say, say I'm King David. <laughs> what would you have done? When there was a strong motivation from your supporters, quoting scripture, that today your enemy has been handed over to you, you will not stop to ask the Holy Ghost. You will say, this is the word of the Lord. And you will take Pia. The Ascentists will say, Pia. You will take Spear. And you will finish the man. But 
in all the motivations, since David knew that he was under a different kingdom, his inside was not at peace. They are quoting scripture all right. But as he was not at peace in the inside, quickly the Holy Ghost said, Touch not my anointed. May you hear the voice of God. And you will hear the voice of God when you go to God and say, My Father. If you don't go, you will not hear. And let me tell you, don't think that it was that easy. When you have many people motivating you, it is so easy for you to say, Aha! Do you know King Saul, one of his downfalls was the fact that the people motivated him. Samuel had said he will come at a certain time. But you see, King Saul said, the rest of the people, King Saul, the enemies are coming, oh, and Samuel is late, oh. So he was motivated. By the time he acted as a priest, the man of God came and said, did I not tell you? I pray you will never be motivated by anything. But you will rather say, my father. What do you say? So, there is a way that seemed right unto a man. But the end is the way of death. May you not die like that. Uh, This one you say amen. Of course, I will say amen too. Brethren, I want a relationship with God Our relationship with God must become better. Don't you think so? My father. And then he says, let your kingdom come. So I want to say to you, be ready at all times to say, Lord, is the kingdom kingdom involved? And what is your will in this matter? You see, if we do that, We'll be getting very close and we'll be operating in a different manner and people will begin to see us differently. They will say, there is something about this. This man, you cannot just go and start saying anything. He will tell you, I will pray about it. He will tell you, okay, you let's see. This is how we ought to be accepted. Shout a big amen. So the Bible says, there is a way that seems right. You know, this scripture is so valuable to me. Let me tell you something. There is always, always a way that will show as if the way you are going, it will end you well. In your personal life. And let me say this, that I'm not, I want to talk with you individually. You're sitting here. Tomorrow, you'll be, there seems to be a big opportunity. And you think, ah, oh my God, I've been waiting for this. It's okay. Go back to him and say, my father, what do you say about it? And when you have gotten the answer, you will take the right step. Praise the Lord. I'm not sure. But I think I'm sounding like a prophet. I'm not a prophet. I'm only prophesying. So take note. And even in this presence here, 
begin to let your heart talk. My father. My father. What do you say about this? For there is a way that seems right unto a man. But the end is not... If, if the Bible had put it like the end would be a mistake, it is lighter. Hello? If the Bible had put it as the end would be a mistake, then we will correct it. But have you seen somebody who died and got up to make his corrections? So the Bible says, but the end is the way of death. May you never make any decision that will bring you to your death in Jesus' name. Let me quickly touch on the next one. Thy will be done. Thy will. So he said, when you, uh, Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ah. This is too big. Are you listening? It is too big. Have you observed that most people have no patience at all for the will of God. Am I talking to different kinds of people? Is it not true that most people don't have patience for the will of God? Because God is too slow. Do you know why? I think in this country there was a time one of the presidents said, I don't want to go to this prayer, prayer, prayer. I want to go to Antoine. Because he will do it quick. Are you here? But there are people here who also fear. There are people here who even want that, that shortcut. Go and take some egg and put it on the shrine. The shrine that we painted, who couldn't talk? May the Lord help us. Be patient. Sometimes, it may seem as if it tarries. Wait, it will surely come. I have seen and heard many testimonies about people who have waited until everybody else forgot them. And that was when God came through. The vision is for an appointed time. Though for now it seems as if it's not coming. Yours is to wait. It shall surely come. It is time to bless the Lord with praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Now, one example which is unique that 
you can you can rely on let me see what is in John 16 verse 38 from right is there like that let me see there's no that okay let's look at no John 6:38 to 40 John 6:38 there's something beautiful there for I have come from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of the will of Him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that all that of all He has given me, I should not lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him. Continuously mentioning the will of him. And this is the will of him that sent me. That everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Praise the Lord. Jesus operated in this spirit for a long time in the midst of his ministry he was conscious of the fact that I must live to fulfill the will of him. So when he said that to his disciples he was guiding them to say even me I will not deviate from that which is the will of God. And how I pray that every one of us would have this thing so serious that you will not deviate from the will of God. May you catch that revelation in the name of Jesus. Jesus continuously did this. And I observe that he did it even to the very end. When I was reflecting, I said, Ah, ah, what can I do? Lord, what must I do to be like Jesus? In the midst of his ministry, when many things... Do you know that one day the people agreed and they said, the way this man is multiplying food, it will be good for us to capture him and make him our chief, our king. So we won't go to the farm anymore. The day they decided that Jesus was not there, he decided not to be in the midst of them. So they can carry him and say, Oh, he's not ribo. Oh, he's not ribo. Oh, he's not ribo. Oh, sabere me. Jesus refused that. But rather, he knew that the will of the Father was for him to die on the cross. I Can I beg you, as I bring this message to a critical point, can I beg you to begin in your heart to ask, what is the will of God for me? I've been saved for a long time. What is it that God will have me to do? To such an extent that, even at the dying moment of his ministry, Luke chapter 22, verse 39 to 42, quickly, and then we will come to a close on this. I want to show you, I have mentioned in the midst of his ministry, in the prime time of his ministry, he still said, there is one task for me, I must finish. 
Then later on, when he, he was dying, coming out, he went. This time he has gone to the mountaintop with his disciples. He has gone to pray again, my father, and all of that. The Bible says, coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptations. Take note of this. Pray that you may not enter into temptations. Let me show you something. Any child of God who doesn't pray much enters into a lot of temptations. Any child of God who doesn't come to the Father very often in prayer together with the saints. That's why I'm worried for our midweek attendance. Please bounce back in the name of Jesus. Listen, anything that has to do with the gathering of the saints, neglect not the assembling of yourselves together. So the Bible said, he came to a place and he said, pray. Listen, the only empowerment or the only way by which we can be empowered to overcome temptation is when we are closer to the Father. We haven't been redeemed yet to live in heaven. As long as we live on earth, there will always be temptations. Amen. Do you know that the pastor also gets tempted? Oh, the pastor is not tempted. Oh, He gets tempted. Do you know the deacon gets tempted? Everyone gets tempted. Even the president. But he says pray. The solution he gave was as simple as prayer is what will help you not to be tempted. Hallelujah. And he came to the place and said, pray that you don't enter into temptations. Verse 41. And he was, and he was redrawing, oh, and he was redrawn from them about a stone throne. And he knelt down and prayed. And listen to his prayer. Saying, Father, I love this. In fact, from now on, whenever you are praying, Father. It's a good thing to do. You start practicing it. You will testify it yourself. Amen. Father, if it is your will, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. It's one of the beautiful scriptures. If Jesus can pray this prayer, and if Jesus prayed this prayer, teacher, me and you, huh? when we say, Father, and we see any door and any opportunity, we say, Lord, if this is your will, open it. If it is not your will, though I've seen it open, close it. How can the Son of God, do you know that in this life you can be put under such a pressure? That there will be a way of escape. Are you listening? When Jesus prayed this prayer, it was not for chicken soup. Neither was it for aeroplane. Neither was it for a Santahini's seat. It was a serious matter. So, 
when he saw the pressure at the time, ha, I love the Father. I want to do his will. But the pressure is now much. Father, I can only obey in your will. So if this is your will, take it away. If it is not your will, help me to endure. May you come to that point. Because under pressure, listen, can I close with this? Under pressure, it is very easy to give up. I was coming on the plane. Usually I don't like to watch too many films, but this time I happened to flip through and I saw a title of a movie that said Silence. And so when I I said, what is silence? Let me click on it. And then he gave me the little background. That in the days of old, it was based on a true story. Missionaries were sent from Europe to Japan. And the Japanese were so idol worshippers. And what the Japanese would do is that if you came to preach Jesus, they maltreated you. They didn't kill you immediately. They maltreated you until you gave up Jesus. Then you'll be accepted in that society. And so many people went. And there was this priest who was sent as a missionary to Japan. And when he went, he didn't come back as he used to. And so two of his disciples decided to tell the big man, I don't know whether it's Rome or Greek somewhere, to say, My, our master had been gone for too long. We want to go and follow up to find out how he's doing. And master said, Japan is dangerous. Would you like to? They struggled with him until he said, you are priests, go. Bless them, and they went. When they went, one of them, had grown a beard like Jesus. So when the Japanese people saw, they knew that he must be very close to Jesus because of his beard. And in fact, the people who also caught him, uh, that some of the saints that they have caught and were put in prison, I saw sisters. When they also even saw the brother, they said, our Lord has come. So the man had no choice than to assume the position of leadership. And he was making sure that they were okay. And sometimes when the Japanese people were more treating them, he would be crying to say, do it to me and leave them to go. He would be crying and he would, I mean, I was so touched as I was watching the film. And then, They started because they did everything for him to give up. Because you see, they also with a beard, they knew that he was the big one who has come. Now the man that he was looking for all this period had not been seen. Because they did the same thing to that man. More treated the other younger Christians. And then they had this metal with the face of Jesus, sometimes with the face of Jesus, sometimes with the cross. When they want to do that, then they will put it down. 
And then they will tell you that, step on that face. If you step on that face, you'll be released. If you don't step on it, that means you don't want to deny him. They will take you back to prison and punish you. Now, his master who went, having seen all the severity of punishment, finally gave up and became like them. So when this man finally, as they were killing, let me tell you something, they were so wicked. Eh? What they would do is that the mats, the, the one that come from the north, with those things that, the straw mat, they will bind you with it and they will throw you into the water so you cannot swim. Then you die. They ask for, I can't begin to tell the severity of the punishment. And they did that. They will only do that when there is a stubborn believer who will say, I will still not deny him. He is my Lord. You, they won't kill you first. They will rather let you see the punishment so that you will give up. So they kept doing this and doing that. And then finally, when the guy didn't give up, then they went and brought his master. And I remember the first one, when he saw him, he was so excited. But when they asked him to deny because they were more treating their younger ones, he will not deny. When, so when they brought this master and the rest of the prison, prisoners who have been more handled were there and they said, if you deny your faith, we'll release them. The master was standing there and then he said, you know the Japanese have something which is good. We were only for the gospel. It's okay. Don't do that. Just step on it. The master was encouraging him to do it. The brother refused to do that. They went. They came another time. He refused. The third time, the voice of the enemy was so strong. And I saw this man who has endured that till the last moment. He got up and stepped on it. I was in the plane, nobody beat me, but I cried. You know why? But it made me understand clearly how you will be tempted to deny Jesus. There are some of us already who are getting off the will of God. I came to say to you today, get back to hear the will of God and stand strong. Pray for an establishment for you in Him that your heart will be bubbled with joy and increase in the Son of God. May the Lord guide you, lead you, and anoint you to love Him. In Jesus' name, Amen.